0: what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh.
1: Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith and I'm here with my co-host, my dad.
0: Good morning, Meredith. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm. I. I got to tell you, I'm a little. I'm a little irritable in that uh, I. I found last night's uh, "Women Tell All" bachelor, not the best investment of my time.
1: Oh, for sure. I put as a low, a waste of two hours of my life. Not that I have a lot of important things going on from eight to ten on Monday night, but I don't think I really needed what they gave me.
0: Well, if if you like. Um, ladies fighting and settling scores and going on Chris Harrison's hot seat to revisit why they were sent home. Great show, but that's, that's not really my cup of tea either.
1: Yeah. I didn't really need to see the replays of everyone's love story and eventual heartbreak with Matt. You know, I have uh, not only watched it, but also podcasted about it. So it's very fresh in my mind. I know what happened here and I imagine most viewers do too. It was just, sometimes they throw in the women or men tell all and do like an hour of it. And then they do an hour of an actual episode. And I think that would have been much more appropriate in this situation. But I
0: agree. I agree. And I must say I, I, I struggled to find highlights.
1: (laughs) Well, before we get into any highlights, we need to talk about the bachelor news that's been going on this past week. So we know that, Chris Harrison had an inappropriate uh, interview with Rachel Lindsay and has since stepped aside from hosting After the Final Rose. And ABC has announced that Emmanuel Acho has been chosen to be the host for After the Final Rose this season. So. We both saw this tweet, and I wasn't super familiar with him. Um, You asked me who he was. So I've done some research so that you and I and all of our listeners can know who Emmanuel Acho is. So he's a best-selling author and host of the online series Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man, which serves to spark meaningful dialogue around racial ignorance, which seems very appropriate for what Bachelor Nation's been going through recently. Um, he started his show in June of 2020. You know, right after all of the the George Floyd um, murder and all of the Black Lives Matter protests that were happening last year, and it has over 80 million views. He's a former linebacker for the Philadelphia Eagles and is an analysis an analyst for Fox Sports and the co host of Speak for Yourself. So ABC saying Emmanuel is going to sit down with Matt, Bree, Rachel and Michelle during the show to discuss the finale and current events that are going on within Bachelor Nation. So I think this is a good choice from ABC. He has experience hosting shows and obviously talking about race, which is what the conversation needs to be about. So I'm excited I and I'm expecting he's going to encourage some really interesting and important conversations. I'm looking forward to watching it.
0: Well, I I appreciate the update. I I saw the announcement as well, and I was not familiar with him or or his background. And uh, it, it'll be interesting to see and how they uh, bring uh, the whole Chris Harrison situation into the conversation and and see where things go. And um, you know, I I hope uh, I hope that Chris Harrison's uh, rehabilitated and, and can be a part of this show in some way in the future, well, we'll that, that I guess all remains to be seen.
1: Yeah, I think it's important that Chris takes a step back, but I also, I also think it would have been um, appropriate for Chris to be interviewed on after the fin- final rose, let him and Emmanuel have a conversation about his interview with Rachel Lindsay. I think that would have been interesting to see, but I don't imagine that we're going to get that.
0: Well, I, I, I assume that that show is not taped yet. I mean, they usually do it live. So, yes, they
1: usually do uh, it live, but so they're not. You can throw that year.
0: suggestion out. You can throw that suggestion out to the good people at The Bachelor. I think that's a good suggestion.
1: Well, they're they're not they're not doing it live this year. I've read that they're taping it sometime this week, and it's the first time in multiple years that it won't be a live show. I'm guessing it's just because, I mean – they're probably trying to do it to to protect themselves a little bit in case uh someone says something inappropriate again. It can be cut out rather than be aired.
0: Well, and when when I say live, I'm not suggesting they necessarily are going to do it in front of a big audience. Cause that just doesn't happen at this time. It just hasn't happened yet. So so who knows what direction that might go? Maybe maybe Chris Harrison will have a part of it. Who knows? Yeah.
1: And some some sadder news from Bachelor Nation. Um, Rachel Lindsay has she the the woman that interviewed Chris Harrison, our first black lead. she has deleted her Instagram account because of all of the hate and bullying she's gotten of uh, people blaming her for trying to steal Chris's job and saying she was the problem with that interview and that she was instigating him and trying to get him to say all these bad things and so she has deleted her Instagram and I I think it should go without being said, but Rachel didn't do anything wrong in that conversation. She was interviewing someone, and Chris had his own shovel and dug his own grave. So leave Rachel alone. I, you know,
0: I I, I I listened to a portion of that interview, and it seemed to me that she was just letting him talk, and. Um, that's, that's, that's very unfortunate. So I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. I, when you, when you said that there was bad news, I, I feared that you were going to share that uh, Claire and Dale broke up again. So, uh, uh, you know, knock on wood, hopefully that they're, they're, they're still together.
1: Yeah. I, you know, that would have been a good guess. I think I haven't heard anything, but it wouldn't be surprising if they were uh, taking a break again. I feel like Claire and Dale could be our modern day Ross and Rachel.
0: A good analogy.
1: Thank you. Thank you. All right. So I don't know how much we really have to say about the women tell all, but let's try and see what we can get out of it. So what are your highs from last night's show?
0: So, you know, my first high is is the new Mad James Beard. I'm very impressed. Uh, it's got a great sheen to it. It's an impressive beard. Makes me think of the basketball player, James Harden, uh, as a person that has a beard on occasion. Thumbs up to the, to the Matt James beard.
1: I thought his beard made him look a little bald up top. I did not think it was the best look, personally. I liked um, all the women laughing at it, though.
0: I guess it's a generational issue there, in that, uh, or maybe it's a gender issue in that, uh, you know, just respect for someone that can grow a beard like that.
1: Okay. Well, one of my highs was that we got to see Abigail again. We, we love Abigail here on My Dad Watches The Bachelor. And we got to listen to her talk about her experiences being deaf and, you know, how with the deaf community it's usually black and white and she kind of lives in this gray area because she can hear and communicate vocally she doesn't need to use sign language and so she was really getting to use um the show as a platform to bring awareness to the deaf community and especially like that gray area she lives in so um i thought it was really sweet and like chris harrison getting to show um abigail a lot of supportive tweets that people were sending about her. I thought that was very sweet.
0: Hey, she's the best. She, she deserves, she deserves better than this show. So, uh, you know, double thumbs up for Abigail. You know, she's, she's gotta be the fan favorite.
1: I would, I would think so. Mm -hmm. Some of my other highs were getting to see some of the dates that got cut out that we didn't get to see. Not, like, specifically what was going on during the dates, but, um, like, seeing Victoria cheating in the pancake and beer contest or her just, like, dumping her beer on the ground, tossing pancakes over her shoulders. And, you know, she's like, there are no rules in this contest. And someone's like, well, the rule is you have to eat it and drink it, but that's fine. (sighs) And then we we also get to see all the women take shots of raw egg and – I I liked I respected Kit's shot over the shoulder move. I think I personally have been there where you you just pretend you're taking a shot and you throw it over your shoulder, and uh, people people just don't really realize. And I think that's a good, I think that's a good time to use that move. You know, someone's trying to make you take a shot of raw egg.
0: Yeah, I, I you know I think if you were taking when you say taking a shot, I I assume you're not taking a shot of raw egg. I think, you know, if you're, if you're throwing a a shot of uh, whiskey over your shoulder, that's a little bit different than uh, the evidence is a lot more difficult to find than throwing a raw egg over your shoulder. Someone can say, Hey, there's your raw egg over there. So uh, that's, that's, it's a little bit more challenging, but I, I, I was, I was amused by uh, some of those outtakes and, and I, I, you know, the, the uh, what's in the box, uh, you know that that was uh, amusing, and and I and I like the pancake eating uh, and, and beer beer swelling. That that seemed a little bit funny.
1: Yeah, I put the what in what's in the box as a low because I am not really gonna be digging around in a box of bugs and worms looking for a ring. I just don't think that any piece of jewelry or any man that it's associated with is worth that type of torture.
0: Yeah, well, I'm 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 looking for for cheap laughs, so that's me. That's okay.
1: My last high is the montage video of Matt kissing with his eyes open, and the woman the woman giving him shit for it, and Matt um, explaining to us that he didn't realize it was a no no to kiss with your eyes open. You know, he just thought there's this beautiful woman right in front of me, like I just want to look at her, and is. I don't know. I feel like Matt would be an experienced guy. Like he's very attractive. I'm sure he was, you know, well sought after when he was at Wake Forest, when he was in New York. Like I feel like he's probably had plenty of experiences with women and that no one has ever called him out on it before it seems surprising to me.
0: Well, you you had brought this up in previous podcasts and honestly, I hadn't really noticed it. Until they did their montage last night, and I got to say, it was it, it did seem a bit freaky uh, the way the way he was kissing. So, uh, um, and they they showed us uh, one of, some of the highlights where he said he's been kissing since the seventh grade. So you you would have thought he would have figured that part of it out by now. So um, um you know, but he seems open to learning. So hopefully, as he progresses with uh, his new love, whoever that might be, uh, as he becomes engaged in the next couple of weeks and lives happily ever after, hopefully he'll he'll have learned how to kiss appropriately. When you yeah. go mad.
1: Yeah. The, you know, here The Bachelor, it's all about learning and growing from your mistakes, whether it be racism or kissing with your eyes open. Who's to say? But, you know, we we like to learn and grow here.
0: Yeah, that's what all the psychos that uh, were on the show last night would lead you would, would tell you to believe, yes. I question whether they actually have, but that's what they that's what they were saying.
1: Do you have any other highs?
0: So you know, I, I I'll throw a couple of things out there. Just I don't know if they're highs, I don't know if they're lows, but just a couple of things that I noticed during the show. Yeah, you know, they replayed the the Anna Brittany situation and you know, Anna made a pretty ugly, awful mistake in in um, Tarring Brittany is potentially an escort. And I, I thought that she, she owned it and she tried to make a sincere apology. You know, perhaps that genie's out of the bottle and it's too late, but at least I thought that she, she didn't uh, shy away from the mistake. I thought she admitted it. And I... I I appreciated that. You know, maybe I've been watching too much in politics, where anyone actually making a true apology never seems to happen, and it seems like she actually tried to make an apology. So I, I she made a bad mistake. Um, she admitted it. Hopefully, we can move forward. And at one point, I and I don't, I don't even necessarily remember the context, but when Matt was out there talking with Chris Harrison, he said something to the effect of, "You have to be accountable for your actions." And I I just found that to be somewhat uh, 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 prophetic uh, based on the whole Chris Harrison situation. Uh, So that's what it caught my attention.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Yeah, I put as a low how much Chris Harrison we got last night. Like, I I know he was hosting the show, and it would be very hard to edit him out much since he was asking all the questions, but it did feel uncomfortable knowing, like, the timeline of when the Women's Tell All was recorded and how long after he had this interview with Rachel. Was it a week? Was it two? And just knowing the the train wreck that was about to become his life it just it all felt a little weird knowing what's going on now and watching him act like everything's normal and being like i don't know just talking to the woman being like oh we're all growing here and blah 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 and I, it just seemed a little phony now knowing what what's going on
0: chris harrison phony that's that's blasphemy come on
1: I know you used to be a big Chris Harrison fan. He was your favorite character of the show. He
0: he he was when uh, we were at the La Quinta or wherever we were. I, I thought uh, there he was he was he was more fun there, and they put him into some interesting situations. It seems to me that whenever we have this particular episode of the season, I realize that I really don't like Chris Harrison because I just I I I, I guess. It's part of his job and you know, just putting putting his current situation aside, you know, the way he brings up the, the the young ladies and puts them on the hot seat and they have to relive all this agony of the way they broke up. And and uh, I really didn't like the way uh, he sort of put it to, to Serena of, of saying, oh, I thought you were the one and sort of uh, uh, seemed to do what he could to make her feel worse than maybe she was feeling.
1: Yeah, I think that he's been doing that for a while.
0: Yeah, I I think if we went back and watched any of these episodes, I probably would have a similar reaction.
1: Mm -hmm. So, do you have any other any lows, or were you just kind of throwing out things you noticed?
0: Well, for so for a a low, I the whole way the Victoria thing was dealt with to me was a low because to, to me either. They, Victoria, if you watch the show, she comes off as a total psycho that truly seems to need some professional care. You know, she, she's got, she seems to have issues more so than anyone I can recall being on this program. And they, they touched on it last night. Uh, Some of the girls even seemed to defend her a little bit, which surprised me. Uh, but, uh, you know, my, either, either they edited the show as it went to make her look a lot worse than she actually was, or they just, uh, went really easy on that last night. And I, I think it was, I think they were going easier on that. Uh, you know, I, I think she should be getting treatment somewhere not back on a television show.
1: So my hot take might be controversial, I quite enjoy watching Victoria on my television. I think that she is high-quality entertainment. Maybe not high-quality, but definitely entertainment. I think, like, Anna's rumor about Britney being an escort, like, that's at a different level to me than, like, Victoria's snide remarks. And, like, she just lives in a land of delusion, so it just seems more fun to me. And I, I feel like she's pretty harmless. You know, she, she thinks that she's a queen, whatever. She doesn't see how Matt could marry anyone other than her. Like, obviously, she's got some stuff going on upstairs. But it's just, yes, she probably does need mental health help. But um, I, I'm i a big fan of Victoria, and I quite hope to see her in paradise.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. I think... Um... Yeah, I, I guess it makes for interesting television, sort of like when people watch NASCAR races and pull for big accidents and, and like to see cars flipping all over a track. Um,
1: That's the only I good part about NASCAR.
0: Yes, until somebody gets hurt. But uh, I, I was very surprised that uh, Matt uh, said said nicer things about her than, and said that he – Thought that maybe he had dropped the ball on their relationship. Come on, Matt. You know, you're. I, I guess you're trying to be nice to people, but you know, there there was not going to be a relationship there. You know, she's. You know, if Claire's uh, uh, an eight on the crazy train, uh, Victoria's a fifteen. Yeah, so uh, you know, you're you're that's not happening.
1: So um, you're you're not Team Victoria for Bachelorette.
0: No, I think that would be a disaster with wonderful ratings.
1: I think that would be the most entertaining season of The Bachelorette ever.
0: I, I think that that show would probably last three episodes before it uh, went off the rails and they had to bring someone else in.
1: Well, you know, that's that's normal now. Okay. That's,
0: yeah, go ahead.
1: So we've gone through the highs and lows. We kind of touched on this a little bit. My right reason, um, I think – Brittany handled herself really well last night when discussing you know, the rumor against her that she was an escort. Um, she spoke very eloquently and even took the high road and said she doesn't want Anna's life to be destroyed because of something she said. And I thought it was very mature. And, you know, we didn't get a ton of Brittany this season, but I, I feel bad for her that, you know, she says, if you Google her name, the first 20 hits that come up are going to be like bachelor contestant accused of being an escort. And that's going to be something that is stuck with her name for a really long time. And even, even though all that's happening, she handled the situation very gracefully.
0: Well, I, I, I think that's, uh, uh, that's fair. I think that's a good comment. And I thought she did handle herself very well and, and as I said, I thought Anna did what she could to uh, apologize and, and, uh, and own that uh, issue. So I, I think that's a, a fair choice. If, you know, when, when I thought about Right Reason, I had gone back to Abigail in that, uh, to me, she was, you know, I, I just wrote down, still the nicest, most likable person I've ever seen on this show. Probably the only woman on the show that the other women don't hate. Yeah, you know, I I think everyone as she was talking, all the people, including the other women, were just looking at her saying, Gosh, what a nice person, you know, and, and appreciating her. So, um, go Abigail.
1: Go Abigail. We love Abigail here. My wrong reason is a it's a bit different. You know, you've been saying that, you think that Anna really handled herself well, just kind of took the apology in stride, which I agree with, but I think you know, Brittany said that Anna had all of this time since the show recorded, since it's been airing, like their episode aired where Anna made the accusation that Brittany's an escort and Anna never reached out to apologize. The first time they had that discussion was at the women tell all. And so I think that was a little shady. That wasn't handled well. I I will give Anna credit for the apology that she made. I think that it it isn't often that we see someone just be like, yeah, I messed up. I'm really sorry about that and doesn't make any excuses. I think there were a lot of excuses being made last night, but Anna didn't have any. So I'll give her that. But I think that it's a bit questionable that she didn't reach out before the women tell all. So she's my wrong reason. Yeah,
0: I I can see where you're I, I can see where you go there. It's sort of like at a trial where someone's already been convicted of doing something awful and then gets up at the, at the very end and apologizes. And you know, maybe it's a sincere apology, but you, you did the crime. You're going to have to do the time. And, and uh, uh, that doesn't get you off the hook. So I, I, I respect the fact that she went on national TV, owned it, but she's still guilty of doing something that was pretty bad. And, and you're right. She, she, I, I, I don't know how these people might be communicating after this show goes. You know, I, I, I don't get the sense that they're best buddies in a big text chain. Uh, but if she if wanted to, I suspect she could have found her.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: So my wrong reason was, was Serena P., who uh, uh, I... I you know, and a couple things when when she came back she was the one that uh, I guess she went on the hometown date final four and she was the one that told Matt that uh, Matt was not the right person and um, so a couple things there it bugged me that Chris Harrison was pushing this I thought you were the one and making her feel bad and I'm just thinking, don't you remember the, the, the yoga sex date? You know, she was totally uncomfortable with that. You know, come on, Chris, you know, are, are we watching the same show here? And then I sort of felt that she was Serena was blaming her family a bit for the way the whole thing uh, unfolded and that she, you know, she was looking for reassurance from her family that Matt was the right guy. Uh, didn't get it. Um, you know, I, I, that made, you know, maybe as a parent, maybe that made me a little, Hey, what are you talking about? This is your decision. You're a grown up. You need to make these decisions. Um, yeah. You'll, you'll get our input. And then finally I got a chuckle when Serena said that she was worried about hurting Matt. Uh, And I just thought, I don't think he's going to be thinking about you when he's uh, spending the night with three different girls in next week's episode. I don't, I think you're going to be pretty out of his mind, Serena. So I, Sorry Serena, you're you're my wrong reason this week.
1: Well, I completely disagree with that. I think that's a bad call. I think that uh, your family can definitely make or break a relationship. you know, I, if I brought a guy home that I really liked and you and mom were like, oh, I'm not so sure about him, That would definitely make me question things and get in my head about it. And if I went home with a guy and met their family and didn't like their family, that would make me think, ugh, not really sure if I want to be part of this and have you as in-laws. I think that's a very fair thing. And I think we've all been in a situation where we know a relationship's not going to work and we just feel bad about hurting the person we care about even though they're not our person. So I, I think that everything Serena said was very valid and I completely disagree with your call here.
0: Well, I, I I appreciate that uh, you you'll accept your parents input but uh, you know if and when you decide to end a relationship I hope that it'll be your decision and and, and you're not gonna blame your parents for it
1: No well, you know we'll see what happens no promises okay 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 all right MVP time this was a tough one um, I'm giving it to Matt's beard simply because. <laughs> I I debated putting this as a low, but if I put it as a low, then there would not have been an MVP this episode because it's just not a great, great two hours. But, you know, Matt came out rocking the new beard and said that he grew it because he came out of the experience a lot wiser, gave me a chuckle. And we, we talked about it already, you know, the girls laughing at it. And he just looked a little silly with it to me. So whatever, Matt's beard, MVP.
0: Does it, does Matt's beard have a, its own Twitter account yet?
1: No, but we could work on that.
0: It's probably already done. I don't know. People move pretty quickly on these things from what I can gather. So,
1: All right. Well, well you have some fatherly advice to wrap us up.
0: It, it, I'm, I'm, I really struggled to come up with fatherly advice, but you know, a couple a couple things I did write down. Number one, and this was before you mentioned the Rachel Lindsay, uh, backlash, but I, I just said, Hey, people, let's be reasonable. No bullying, no body shaming, no death threats. Um, if you're going to put this crap on social media, it's going to follow you to your future jobs, to your future relationships. You know, let's, let's tone it down a little bit, uh, in that, uh, some of the, some of the ladies on the show made it sound like they were getting some pretty awful stuff on social media. So I, and, uh, Let's just, we need to tone it down. And uh, if you're going to watch The Bachelor uh, show, you can really avoid watching this particular episode. It's two hours of your life that you're not going to be able to get back. So I I would strongly urge you to take up a hobby, do something else, read a book, do something, but you don't need to watch this particular episode. (laughs) That's all I got.
1: Okay, yeah, you can tell we're uh, a little short on things to say this week. But, uh, you know, we made it through. I'm proud of us. And we've got two more weeks left of Matt season. So join us next week as we discuss the fantasy suites from the right perspective and my dad's.